This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great, because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Hello, foxes and foxettes. How the devil are we? Well, I hope. Um, we've not had a very good start to the season, but look, don't worry about it. Don't worry. We're just going to go and visit the World Club Champions tonight. <sighs> Bit of piece of piss, won't it? It's time! Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts.
Oh, White Hell Day, the devil are we? Welcome along. Yeah, what's to worry about this weekend? You know, we can't hold a lead against Brentford. Um, we can't beat Arsenal, who in fairness absolutely taught us a lesson. And we go up against 1-0 against a team that we beat 9-0. And we can't even hold on to the 1-0. So, going to the World Club Champions, it shouldn't really be a problem, should it? It is, and it's a new look show for, well, new look intro, new look show for the new season. Uh, we're going to do things slightly different in the previews. We're going to have the first 10 minutes or so, just saying a good few hellos, and we'll be looking at the stats. And then about 15 minutes into the chat, uh, we will be looking at the, um, well, we'll be talking with our guests. Um, uh, and we'll be a bit early this night, uh, tonight, simply because Ankit, you may, may remember Ankit, um, a big Chelsea fan based in India, so he's at about four o'clock in the morning now already, so probably not that late, but you know what I mean, so he will be uh, absolutely joining us, but we've come a bit early in fairness, otherwise he'll be, you know, doing a, a, a cam from his bed, and we probably don't want to see that, um, and then at the end, when we say goodbye to him, then with Craig, we've got Craig's tactics, and he will also be picking his team as well, not the team that he thinks Brendan will play, but the team that he, he thinks we should be playing. Yeah, we know that's not going to match, is it? And if you're doing nothing tonight at 10 o'clock, uh, a little bit different this week because we've got uh, um, different games and, and things come up, coming on this week. But at 10 o'clock, we're going to be looking at the press conference given by Brendan Rogers earlier. I haven't seen it yet. <clears throat> Excuse me one second. I'll take a drink. Uh, Got a bit of a frog in my throat. Um, I've not seen it yet, so we'll be going through that live um, with Brad at 10 o'clock. So join us again for that. Um, if you are new to the channel, please um, be sure to subscribe. We're on the road to 1.5. It really, really, really would help. And if you have subscribed, press those likes because that makes a big difference with our YouTube's algorithms. Um, but this is where you can find us. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Broadcasting live worldwide. Indeed. Scott Chapman, welcome along. How the devil are you, sir? Um, you ask, are we uh, after Amni Harif? Is it Amni Harit from Schalke? Um, I've got to be honest with you, we've been linked with him, but we've been linked with so many players and we haven't got the money. We can't, I mean, these have just signed Nicolas Pepe on loan, who we were linked with. Um, I mean, I'm not saying this um, This gentleman, Moroccan, um, he's one of the, you know, he has been linked with us, he's one of the latest linked with us, attacking midfielder and can play on either wing. Brilliant. Brendan, we know, likes players that can play either side uh, and switch positions. Um, but if you can't afford Luckman, then 
We'll be talking about that a lot more, I'm sure, in the show tonight at 10 o'clock. Terry's in. Good evening. How the devil are you, Terry? As he says there. And thank you very much for that, Terry. Please do sign. Um, please do sign. What am I saying? Please do make sure to, to sub and like. <laughs> it really does mean a lot. Um, uh, look. Uh, Scott's in. Hello, everyone. Hope you are well. Uh, everybody's saying hello to everybody else. Um, I forgot. Yes, I forgot. We couldn't score against the League Two side either, <laughs> who are only just above the relegation zone um, to take them out of the uh, the, the league altogether. Um, <sighs> embarrassing, isn't it? Embarrassing. Um, yes, we do remember. <laughs> um, evening, Spencer. Spencer's in. How are you? Um, Terry says, um, Jason Bourne, best questions again. Yeah, but, well, yes. Um, Owen's made a few points as well. Uh, like I say, we'll be going through it in a lot more detail at 10 o'clock, so we'll be discussing it then. Ray is in. Good evening, Ray. How are you? Welcome along. If you are new, please be sure to press that subscribe button. Uh, Sat Rogers now. It's depressing having him still here. It's like we have no hope. Um and I've just seen what's coming up here. Uh, I, I'm with you. I think you should have gone Monday morning. Um, and you watch, you'll probably turn it around now and prove me totally wrong. I always tend to back, back a loser. <laughs> yeah, well, I said it, didn't I? A loser. Um, it is getting uh, so, so like the uh, 12 days. It really is. Mark, good evening. So how are you? Uh, Mark Landerfield, evening, Chris. Difficult time for us at the minute. Time for Brendan to go. Little was... Little Wes needs to go as well. Any commitment requ only commitment required? Yes, indeed. And we'll be talking about him, obviously, because we're playing Chelsea. Um, we should have took seventy million for the crybaby. Well, I'm 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 a yes with that now. You know, if it's seventy million, just get on with it. That said, though, should we not have taken eleven million for Vestergaard when Fulham came in? Because they've now gone elsewhere, and we're stuck with him as well. Uh, I'm, I'm sure this isn't, but Hamza Chowdhury from Watford. Look at the singles there. <laughs> I've forgotten your real name, mate, but well good, well done. <laughs> like it. Had a good game for you by, by far what I saw. Um, you see, this gets this is me as well, Andrew, right? This is totally me. And we'll come on to say all the stats in a second, but if I was James Madison, um Jamie Vardy, Mark Brighton. One of my teammates suddenly was not in the right mind to play. And as somebody who has suffered a hell of a lot over the last 12 months with um, uh, depression and anxiety issues, let, let's take keep that aside, whether he has or he hasn't. Well, you know, we don't know what that involves and and i i never ever knew what it was until uh until i had it if you like um i, I know I, I come on here and i'm happy jolly it, you put a mask on at certain times of your life so let's let's leave that side out he said he is so you know we'll give him the moment but just sat sit surrounded by leicester fans although he wasn't surrounded there was a gap around him which made me wonder if he'd farted or not uh and not celebrate when madison scores the goal I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want to play with him again, would you? You can't even cheer for the teammates. He's on what, 70 grand plus a week? 
I, I give up. I do give up because, as I say, I know he's he's training with the under twenty ones now. Um, so, you know, best like you say, let's take the seventy million and and get him out. Uh, I mean, let's be honest with you, he'll be doing exactly the same to Chelsea when Real Madrid or Barcelona come knocking, won't they? Uh, Chelsea, be warned. Uh, Vestergaard didn't want the pay cut, awful contracts being handed out. It was, and it was a bit desperate to get in because of the Fafana injury. Um, we did need the cover, but yes, we have got a lot of players that are being played, paid so a lot more than they are worth. Ray, um, we can't afford to lose Fafana. We need to keep our talented players and not trade them like Kante, Mares, build for the future. Look, well, look, we don't need to sell. Of course we don't need to sell. But we will sell because that's part of our plan. We buy in cheap, we sell out huge. But the difference is you've got Tielemans who wants to leave, who said he's wanted to leave for 12 months. So, you know, he's given us the notice in fairness. He's just going through a bad stage. But last season, he played as best he could in the in the position he was being asked to play. Um, and you know what? He was he was celebrating winning the corner. And then you've got the likes of Mares and Mares Mark II, aka Fafana, who, who go on strike. So that you know, you don't need those players there. 70 million, we've made a bomb on him. Um, maybe, maybe we should take it. Uh, Craig's come in and we'll be getting him in a minute. So, not started the figures yet, Craig. What was your reaction when you won Leicester won the Premier League? Um, moved it too drunk to remember. Too drunk to remember. Uh, I'd like to see how the fans react. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. I mean, they got booed off at Stockport, didn't they? So, um, it's the same as last year when he was injured. I mean, we we, we paid him for 10 months, so some would say loyalty means something, but apparently not. Um, let me just see how I'm going to do this, because there was a way... Ah, there we go. That was what I wanted to do. Then you can see me in my full beauty. So it's Wednesday. Craig, please bear with us. If you need to water the plants or anything like that, you have still got time. Um, and I do apologise. It's, it's been a bit chaotic, as I'm sure you will appreciate. Um, so, yeah, Wednesday at 3 o'clock, we are travelling to the World Club Champions. And like, uh, like the gen uh, I forget who it was said earlier, we couldn't even put a goal past <laughs> the team six from the bottom of the whole football league. Hey, don't worry. Brendan's got a plan. If he knows what that plan is, let, I, I'd be interested to find out, but I don't know. But apparently he has got a plan. Um, these are the these are the stats going into the game. So, uh, not had a good start season. We, um, we've lost, lost one. Um, although we did have a last time we played Chelsea, which was last season, the game before the last one, we actually drew with them. Um, Chelsea, they've been in a bit of form. I mean, you know, Leeds beat them 3 0. So it shows it can be done, Brendan. I mean, you're not making your notes. So let's see if you make any notes when you, if you watch that at all. Probably didn't. He's probably out having a glass of expensive red wine. Um, these are the Opta stats. Um, as you can see, we don't come out very well against Chelsea. Uh, but in fairness, it's not huge gaps. Uh, Ankit's with us as well. Ankit, brilliant. I'll bring you in in one second, mate. Um, shots, 25. We had 20. Um, Chelsea's accuracy was 48. Ours is 40. Passes attempted. They're only 49 more than us. 
Passes completed, again, about 50 more than us. Interception, six more than us, and blocks only one. So comparing the two teams, it's not such, I could say, a huge, huge difference, um, which, which is shocking, which is shocking. Uh, this is Chelsea's start to the season. Uh, I'm sure Ankit knows all this, but <laughs> he will. Uh, I will go through it anyway. So Chelsea's ball possession was just over 62%, 353 attacks, 11 offsides, 12 shots on target, 33 off target, 30 corners, eight yellow cards, one red one, of course, and an average rating of 6.6. And the thing that gets me is... Um, I would have expected that to be higher. Certainly the shots on target, 12. That's only three a game. Um, and let us um, then have a look at Leicester, shall we, just to see how we compare. Um, so, ball possession, 55% just over. Three, 331 attacks, five offsides, seven shots on target. 20 off target, nine corners, three yellow cards, nobody sent off yet. Uh, 6.72 rating. So we, we're not a million miles apart, but again, I uh, as I always say, the one stat, obviously the important one is how many goals, obviously, but to me, the biggest stat that I look at, aside from that, is the shots on target. We are a Premier League team. If we can only do seven shots, I mean, that's, that's just, that's 2.05 three or something shots per game. It's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Um, we've met 32 times, um, have Chelsea and ourselves. Uh, they've won 16. We've won six. We've drawn 10. And we've actually won twice at <laughs> their place. <laughs> it's all looking so good. Now you know why I do this right at the start and we get it out of the way. <laughs> because it's scary. It really is. The last two meetings... Well, we drew 1-1 at the back end of last season and, of course, earlier on in the season when uh, it was uh, a little bit injury-ravaged, so we say Chelsea beat us 3-0 at our place. Um, and then here you can see the form uh, that they've got and the last games. Chelsea are in 12th, is it? Um, yeah, and I think we are in 18th. I mean, that that is sackable. If you were looking at Ranieri... That is sackable. We'll come on to the score predictions later. We'll also come on to the um, Craig's team choice and Craig's stats later as well. Um, is this the last? Is this the preview for Roger's last game in charge? I honestly, Rich, I thought I'd done that uh, <laughs> on Tuesday night. I really did. I was getting ready for the uh, loss at penalties, and it's great when you get when you actually beat a, a League Two side say only six places off relegation, and you only beat them because they're worse at penalties than us. Um, I was just checking what you'd written here, uh, Spencer. If that idiot, and that's no, that's Rogers. he means, comes out after the Chelsea game and says, we didn't move the ball quickly enough in the final third again, I will scream, or the manager <laughs> moved the ball. Tell you what, I can't even read it out. I mean, we, we might have a too inexperienced side, mightn't we? That was what he said. And then we got beaten by Southampton, the youngest side in the Premier League since 2017. I have the theory Rogers writing in his notebook, taking the orders from his chip shot for the players on the way home quite often. 
quite possibly. Yeah, Ankit, thank you very much, sir. Like he says, let's all like the stream. And be sure, if you like your football, if you like your cricket as well, get over there. The link is in the description below on YouTube. Do support um, Ankit there. He does a lot. Um, and they're going in for Gordon. Um, it's funny then, guess we won't shoot unless we are... <laughs> certain will score five goals from seven shots and goal. That's a great average. No, don't answer you. You can you can make what you want of these stats. Um, this is uh Leicester till I die. This is the match preview. Let's get our guests in. Um, and just remember, this is where you can watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Leicester till I die. Broadcasting live worldwide. Indeed. Oh, look at us all there. We're all, I'm big and you two are small. That can't be right, can it? There we go. That's what it should have been. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening. Long time no see. Uh, as in great always to see both of you. Of course, back in the day, I remember that I was once the top of the leaderboard and I keep <laughs> saying that, but you I were, was, you know, that's the you difference. You were top for, I would tend to say, two thirds of the season. And then you did a Man United <laughs> yeah. and fell away on the last day, or Leicester, oh, wow. I should say, I suppose. Time, time to let week. it go. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? It's it's one of those bragging things that I have, which is not to be bragged about, but still, I like that's the only thing I have. So let's go for it. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, we've got a new quiz coming up this year, Ankit. So we'll put you down for it. Yeah, and uh, you think you're going to get top with that one? (laughs) (laughs) I've read the rules and yeah, good luck with that. Uh, but welcome along. Where can people find you, Ankit? Yeah, first of all, uh, thanks again for bringing me on. And again, for people out there, by chance, you don't know. For me, Leicester Till I Die TV is one of the top channels that I've been at and I've actually, you know, watched myself. I know that these days I'm kind of producing a lot more content, so I'm not getting as much time. But if possible, I, I, I'd probably be discussing with Chris any day and with Craig as well. So for me, uh, you can find me on Almighty Blues FC. That is where you can find 100% football content. Uh, yes, I am a Chelsea fan, but I call it a fan channel for all to see because I... Try and cover the top five leagues, all the major teams, and 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 even international football. And that's something that I'm, I've been doing on from the last few months. But there's a second second channel that is called Almighty Sports Plus, and that is basically a combination of international football as well as some cricket and some you know uh, some other sports. So if you are interested in more sports, you can always get onto that. But again, thanks for having me. Brilliant, and you're welcome along. I say the link oh, is it, the link is below in the description on YouTube. Uh, Craig, I'm just watching. Turn my head. I've got the Sky Sports transfer show on. I realised yeah. I'd missed Leicester, and I'm sat, in, sat here thinking, so what? <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, I just literally just as uh, I was um, li- listening to you go through the stats, uh, John Percy tweeted that um, under uh, from a good source, Chelsea are going to come back in again for for Farner. Um, I think if they get anywhere near now, and 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 forget all these add-ons, of you know, just put the money down and you'll get him, uh, and we and we can all move on. I think that's the way to go now. If you see that there, you probably it hasn't come out very well. I tried to do it, but that was that was Wesley Fafana, probably about six seven months ago, was it when he signed his new contract until twenty twenty seven? That's in that March, is, wasn't it? Yeah, which is what it says on that board behind him. That was actually the board in the ground. But it hasn't come out very well, but I, I did attempt. I mean, Ankit, ah, please just come and pay him and, and take him away. All I will say is, 
if you do get him, good luck. Because if you've had him a couple of seasons, forget whatever deal you've signed with him. Because if Barcelona, Real Madrid, one of the, and no disrespect to Celtic, because obviously you are World Cup champion, so I'm not disrespecting you. But if one of those clubs comes knocking on the door, he'll drop Chelsea out of his um, Instagram and his Twitter and he'll go yeah. on strike. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head because you know what? Again, uh, just coming back to the point of six to seven months. Six to seven months is a very long time in football, and we know that things can change. Uh, we had someone who, who who came to Chelsea as a dream, and he went back the way he did to on loan to Inter. We know who you're talking about. So Fofana, being someone that who has been at Leicester for now quite a while, and in fact he was he's gone through that injury that he went through, and then Leicester just you know really judged you know judged him on his ability what he was before injury and still offered him that contract and that is why it is even more surprising for me the way it has come out again people might say come on uh Leicester Chelsea you said Barcelona maybe we are talking about three tiers again no disres- disrespect to any club but I'm just talking in terms of you know today as well as history for put to put together you know that's what you can argue in terms of as a footballing point of view but you know there comes a point right basically that okay Maguire you can argue that okay fine even he went from Leicester to Manchester United at the time. But he was, what, starting for England? And he was probably the main man for England at the time. Versus a Fofana, who for France, if he's picked, he'll consider himself lucky today. That's the honest opinion. Yes, he's done brilliantly in the period that he's done. No two ways about it. But he has that odd mistake in him still. I don't think Maguire was that at Leicester at that, that point. So I am like... I don't know whether it's a, it's a it's just a modern day football uh, footballers how they think that they can just call the shots and they can pull power and that's the red flag for me because Chelsea has been that club which is infamous for player player power so if he does that at Chelsea again I don't think it's going to lead to anything so I have my red flags but considering the situation of the new ownership considering we lost Rudiger we lost of course, Christensen and the fact that, you know, Aspilicueta is ending next year. Uh, Silva will probably be ending as well. We need simply some bodies you can defend, you know. Yes, at 75 million, absolutely no two ways about it. It's, it's a bit too much. More than a bit bit of too much. But that's the reality of football now. And, and you, say, no aspiration. It, you say, is it too much? Um, I mean, in fairness... Um, Man City paid... A, was it, a, oh, it was a billion for... Um, uh, Grealish, Grealish, who isn't a regular starter. And I think that the big thing is that Maguire was older than Fafana. Fafana's a lot younger. I think he's only just 21, is that right, Craig? He is, yeah. yeah 21. Is. So, you know, you, you, he's a lot younger than when we saw Maguire. Um, he, he will probably um, end up in the uh, French team for the World Cup. Uh you virtually answered it, so I'm going to throw this back at Craig. Are we not glad to be rid of a player that isn't a team player mm-hmm. that can't even stand up and celebrate when the club that's paying his wages, the club that's paid his wages for ten months while he's been, you know, and he got he got injured at work. So mm-hmm. whether there's a blame, there's a claim, as they say. But we paid his wages for ten months. Um, he sat there. And never even applauded, stood up or anything. When his team that's paying his wages scored. The guy is literally a leech, isn't he? I've got uh, a few things to say about Fafana and Chelsea. Um, firstly, to answer I'll that question. Firstly, to answer that question, Chris. Uh, yeah, for me, I think I tweeted at the time. Um, 
Fafana is showing everything that's wrong with a modern game is epitomized in what Fafana is doing now. And for me, I think we're, we're trying to negotiate the best deal we can. But I think, and I think if you read between the lines, I think Brendan wants him out now. I think everyone at the club wants him out. They just want to get as much money for him as possible mm. and as much of that up front and without any add-ons so they can go and try and spend some of it. Secondly, um, Chelsea, uh, what I was going to say is about uh, uh, Fafana. We bought, um, we bought someone who clearly had shown some uh, talent and we bought him for that for that reason, to nurture him, to give him a good grounding, to give him an, uh, uh, a chance in the Premier League to show his worth. And I think most Leicester fans accept that that is Leicester's position in, in the pyramid of football. We're not a European giant. We're not a giant in the Premier League. We can be successful in finding these uh, gems, giving them an opportunity for a couple of seasons, two, three seasons, and then moving them on for profit. That has to be our, um, our raison d'etre, I think, for us to be successful. What I would say for Chelsea is you've, you've set yourself up by spending £63 million for Cucurella and offering £60 million for uh, Gordon uh, at Everton. I would take Wes Fafana over both of those players. I like both of the others, but if that's the bar you're setting, there's no way you can come and try and pinch him for, for less. And thirdly, I would love Chelsea to take Ooh. back control of um, the way football is going. Every football fan these days knows that there is too much power in the hands of the players. Here is a perfect opportunity for Chelsea to stand up on behalf of all the clubs and say, we do not like the way that you have handled this. We do not want that kind of behaviour in football. We are pulling out of the deal. Stay at Leicester. I would love Chelsea to make a stand and do that. Someone at some point needs to because it's going too far now. So I would love Chelsea to just sit back and say, for the good of football, let's just call it. Let's not do it. Say, right, this act, this behaviour is disrespectful to another member of the Premier League and all of their fans. We're not going to we're not going to sign you. You know what? I'll just uh, quickly come in here because I think the third point is a fantastic point from Craig. Uh, I'm not sure if we really meant to do that, Craig, but I think if you uh, carefully follow the Chelsea transfer story this summer, we almost did that with Dembele. Uh, mm. So with Dembele for Barcelona, I think the guy was out of contract in Barcelona and he was demanding a certain you know wage from Barcelona and then he was demanding probably a higher wage from us even right. So that is like kind of uh, as in you got to compare both 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 the you know clubs and then say first of all our wage structure is not so high. How, how can you be demanding so much? So we we were like no, as in we are not going to offer you until you basically either reduce your wages to what we can pay you or you basically say Barca no, I'm not going to shop. Uh, you know, your offer with Chelsea's offer, I'm, I'm going to basically be committed. And then we did not offer him at all. And I know mm -hmm. a lot of Chelsea fans were not happy with that fact because we ended up not even with Rafinha and we have a problem with that wing considering we might lose Ziyech. But with centre-half, maybe the situation is a little bit different because we are like ever so desperate. You know what I mean? Like, 
they literally no center half so like coming to chelsea for whatever reason you know right kukuria probably setting that bar was not right but again the fact that talk about brighton brighton agreed a certain fee with man city but they went totally <laughs> north pole with us for whatever reason because they know the situation of our club and that is the problem with chelsea right now because todd burley himself is doing so much that he probably cannot handle more than that like that's the you know it's it's reached the brim so we are like we have to pay uh, and i know you, I, in ideal situation i agree with you 100% but because like for this uh, for this weekend we don't have kulibali mm-hmm. who are we going to play chaloba is already linked to like two three clubs in the last uh, 12 hours so he's not in the right frame either so we literally don't have any center halves todd todd bowley is acting like every chelsea fan is his new girlfriend and he's trying to throw as much money at them to impress them and be their best yeah. friend forever and and uh, offering meals as well remember he yeah. offered meal to a couple of clubs that he got kukuria from yeah. one of them the question i want to add following on from great points there craig is how are chelsea agree in personal detail a personal um what do they call it personal, personal terms t- personal terms with a player that hasn't been given permission to talk to a club is under contract until 2027 how the hell are you being allowed to do that and then craig i'll come to you afterwards is how are we allowing it to be done that and we can say well it's through the agent blah 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 but how is how is it being allowed one word agents players don't have to get involved anymore player sits down with his agent says right this is what we want agent pops off has a conversation says this is what he's looking for are you prepared to accept it yes we are we'll do that good go back tell him that that's all fine all we got to do now is agree a fee that that's it the player doesn't have to get involved there's no discussions with a player i bet no one from chelsea has had any direct contact with fofana yeah. and the worst part is yeah. you know what guys like the worst part is that news coming out again it's maybe a new thing in football like basically last few years these kind of news come out even sooner than what actual news which is supposed to come out because the agents you're right absolutely correct because the agents if i'm not wrong they also get a commission for mm-hmm. as in putting these news out and stuff like that so there's a lot more complication than what we you know kind of anticipate yeah i've got to ask as well then ankit Do you think Tom Bowley would be interested in buying us as a feeder club? Because you know, <laughs> recent years, Canty, Chilwell, even Drinkwater. Drink water. <laughs> you know, now, why don't why don't you just buy the club and we'll just sort of you know swap players around? You know what? I don't know about the club, but I I got to say your scouting department is right on top. You know, so <laughs> that's something that has been missing. We literally don't have one. I I would say like it it took us entire year last season if you're talking about. entire season the entire summer we were linked with xyz players but then finally on the last year of transfer window we come out saying that okay our scouting department has scouted saul who apparently everyone in the world knows <laughs> but then you scout saul and get him on loan who doesn't even perform and he's hardly played so i would any day buy you know your scouting department and of course like you know just the general uh, you know just the atmosphere on the club that helps it, well then just if you had i wish you had cuz you'd have got vestergaard then But it doesn't work that way anymore, does it? Because you know it, it's a food chain. Yeah. The 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 so-called big yeah. clubs can't afford to take a chance on unproven players, so they allow the likes of Leicester and the middling teams to go and pick them up for 
you know, seemingly peanuts in the big scheme of things. And they're quite happy to say, OK, you've done it. You've proven that he's worth it. We'll now come and buy him because there's mm-hmm. no way a Chelsea or a Man City or anyone like that who is going for a top four, when top four is getting much more competitive every season, is going to say, this season we're going to try two or three youngsters, you know, unproven players, and see how that goes. It's not going to happen. Lampard was forced into a situation where he had to play some youngsters because you couldn't buy anybody. That went really well. As soon as he got money, he ditched them and started buying players. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. Just go through a couple of... I mean, sorry, before I go on to that, I think, as you you said, Craig, I think we as Leicester appreciate our position in the great scheme of things, you know. We will will go to a Luton town, we will go to an Oxford, we'll go to wherever and buy their players, you know, Mm -hmm. and even abroad. And then somebody will come in and buy them off first. There's always a bigger bird out there that's going to pinch the worm from you. And like I said with Chelsea, no disrespect, but, you know, you've got the Barcelonas and the Real Madrids. Um, And I get that. And I'm quite happy to buy players you know, for, for 25, 30 million and sell them on a couple of years later for 70, 80 million pounds. I'm quite happy to do that. And obviously it's a good for the club as well. Um, what gets me is is attitude in this. Is You know, it, it is a spoilt, spoilt brat. Uh, I just hope you know sort of what you're buying. And I, I've, I've got fed up with the Tielemans offer and all this backwards and forwards. But... Yes, he's playing badly, but he's never gone on strike. You know, Fafana is now actually training with the under-21s. And there's a big argument for leaving him there to stew, if we're not going to accept your offer, leave him there to stew and bug up his chance of getting in the World Cup. Or am I being no spite face cut off? Well, for me, I mean, you're right. I mean, Tielemans isn't playing particularly well. But you saw just from his penalty against Stockport, you know, how pleased he was. I guess that was a lot of pressure on him because if he'd have missed that or skied it like Perez did, everybody would say, you don't care, this, that and the other. Mm. But his attitude has, seems to have been fairly fairly well in the right place. For Farnett, for me, I think you've still got an asset. And he needs to, if, if he doesn't go... He needs to work himself back into the into the good books because he, you're right. He wants to be in that France squad, and who's to say he has a fantastic half a year? He plays fantastically well in the World Cup, and Real Madrid coming by him for a hundred million. Who who's to say? Mm-hmm. You know. So I think it, it's he doesn't play for us until the window shuts. That's for sure. That's not going to happen. And then it's going to take a couple of weeks. Because I think we shortly after the window shuts, we've got an international break anyway. So I think that's it will be after the international break. If he's still with us, that's where you may see him come back. But he's going to have to show a lot of contrition and not just to the fans. He's got to walk back into that changing room and that's well, going to be I the hardest thing. I was about to ask you that, Craig, because I say not only have you got the fans who, let's be honest with you, weren't happy with the performance against Stockport at the end, but you've also got the players. How do you go in, to, and we're going to come on to the match after, after this, we'll go through some questions, but how do you turn up at the training ground and face those teammates? And I, the word there, the, you know, the team, mm-hmm. um, when you haven't even cheered the scoring a goal. 
Yeah, I, I think that's going to be the hardest thing for him. And it's going to be his biggest lesson if he stays uh, of maybe having to look at himself in the mirror and, and realise that he's handled this personally very, very badly. And, uh, you know, and I hope if he, if he does go to Chelsea, I hope somebody there takes him under the wing and just says, you've got your move, but that isn't how you behave. Um, I don't know how, you, you know, Ankit, in, in how things went down with um, he who shall not be named, who's now back in Italy. You know, whether there was anything that came out there. And that's the interesting part, because I was just going through the Champions League draws, no, very interesting draws have come up. But very interesting that you speak about Fofana like that, because as a Chelsea fan, I can relate to it, because we've had maybe at the... Not at the great end. We we didn't get the great end of things because we. I remember three such examples where the player really wanted to come to Chelsea. He almost went on a strike. He mm-hmm. met the owner. He did everything possible. We agreed terms, but did not turn up at Chelsea because the club did not want him uh, for whatever reason. We didn't agree. Mm-hmm. I think one very recent one is I remember John Stones when he was at Everton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea almost got him, but still didn't get him for whatever reason. I think Martinez was at the time at Everton and we didn't get through that. Uh, Danny Alves, I remember he literally mm-hmm. went on strike at Sevilla. He decided not to play at all for them. And you're right, like maybe after an international break, I, I remember exactly what happened. He came back and played a season with Sevilla, then went to Barcelona. And Luca Modric, uh, this guy was actually on Roman's yacht, uh, very infamously known. So, mm-hmm. there there are a lot of examples. So, again, being a young uh, player that he is, Fofana, and the fact, again, don't uh, forget that there is Saliba who's doing very well for Arsenal and he's French mm-hmm. as well. So, he has competition in that France squad, Zuma as well coming back, a lot of uh, competition. there. So, he needs to play week in, week out. If in case Chelsea go back four, I'm just saying, like if because there is a strong chance considering our last weekend's performance, we just change a formation. There might be a case that Fofana doesn't play week in, week out. So maybe from his point of view, it actually makes sense to stay at Leicester, if I'm being really honest. But again, being a Chelsea fan, I'd rather have him than not. Yeah, I get that. I, I get that totally. But there's a lot to be said as well. And this is, we will get onto the game after this. But obviously, it was the elephant in the room, as they say. Um, it, it's on top of all of this, the loser, even if we don't sell him, the loser is Leicester City. Because we've gone to, you know, we've got now got an unsettled player that we don't know how long he's going to be, you know. Look at Mares. It was a few games for him, but you know he he wasn't. He didn't play against Arsenal. He didn't. Sorry, he didn't play against Southampton. Sorry. Um, it, it's it's affecting us, and we're we're the loser. Even if we get eighty million pounds for him, Craig. Yeah, I think you can. I think if we get eighty million pounds for him, I, I don't think you can class us as a loser because what you've seen is almost something that was if it's if it's happened now it was inevitably going to happen at some point because he's clearly that kind of character so if this can happen and we can still pull 80 million out then i think it's a it's one that we all put down to experience and we just move on and forget that he ever played to be honest yeah well let's just go through some comments uh they have been piling up here um um where are we? Where did we get up to? Rich Sports was saying hi. Um, 
LDH is in. Good evening. TM's in. Good evening. Andrew, a question for you, Craig. Are you in the right frame of mind for the show tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm always. Uh, I'm always in the right frame of mind, uh, Andrew. Yeah. But thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> I know sometimes I can sound a little bit depressed, but. Um, <laughs> if I had a prize for 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 post of the show, that would uh, that would get it for this one. Um, no. Ray says Harry Kane wanted to leave and he was forced to stay. For Farnish should do the same, be strong and stay firm. I, I think you're talking different types of players, as you've said there. I think you know you could say to Harry Kane is more like a Tielemans that you know, and he said if he doesn't go, he doesn't go, and he'll stay and give his all for Leicester, where for Farnham hasn't. David's in. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good day. Uh, if Chelsea do what Craig says, what do Leicester do with him? <laughs> Think of a few things, but I, I better not say in case he's got rich lawyers. Um, Craig, you should be on the TV. You talk much more sense than the idiots on Sky. Uh, Thanks, I have man. to say, Craig, not according to Southampton fans, you don't. There's a certain Southampton <laughs> fan on YouTube that wasn't impressed with uh, your appraisal of um, Ward Prowse the other day. All right, uh, yeah. Derry <laughs> says, uh, how come uh, Rogers claims he spoke to the players during his holidays? Did he mean their agents? Quite possibly. But then again, do we believe anything that comes out of Rogers' mouth at the moment? Who knows? Yeah. But look, there's a game going on at the weekend. Um, believe it or not, uh, one which Fafana won't be taking part in because obviously his mind's still not right. Um, and I, I just think if we've dropped him, I just hope they've somehow stopped some of his pay because he, you know, he shouldn't be paid if, he, if he's going to have this. But I mean, it's only the World Club champions, Craig. It, it's a piece of piss in it. We should walk away with this 6 0. Yeah, 6 0 may be a push. You know, Leeds have shown us how it can be done. Um, but I can't see, you know, it's rare that teams like Chelsea um, put back-to-back -back awful performances together. You would expect there's going to be a reaction. Obviously, Tuchel won't be on the sidelines um, with his with his ban that he got. Yes. Um, so, but I think I'm I'm expecting a reaction in front of your home fans as well. You know, I I think it's going to be a really tight one because. Chelsea can't afford to play against a team that likes playing on the break like they did against Leeds. They can't afford to do that. So it's it's going to be a tough one. Um, but, you know, you would you would expect a reaction from Chelsea. I mean, Ankit, I was expecting after the end of your game last week, uh, not last week, the game against... Um, Tottenham, you know, you know when you shake somebody's hand and they've got a false hand and it comes out and they walk away <laughs> with it. I was expecting that, but it's not been the best of. I mean, you've had obviously you've had the disruption, obviously with um, with Abramovich and all that, and we won't get into that um, on the show. But that has obviously disrupted the team somewhat. Yeah. But you've not had. I mean, I've got you down. I've got to be honest with you for coming. I think six this season. Okay, you know what? I, I'll take that. Sorry to cut you, but I'll take that as a probably a good omen because last year you had us kind of winning the league and we did <laughs> I not. I did. You, let, you, let me down. You, let, you always let me down, Chelsea. But what? Why? You know, I mean, Leeds beating you three 0 I mean, you know, nobody saw that coming. Yeah, you know what? Leeds again. I I think it was it was the first few minutes. Um, 
it was kind of 50-50 leeds gave it all we kind of knew what to expect uh, expect uh, against leeds but i think it was more to the game than just the game itself because it is leeds and because of the rivalry that we have if you remember james had a spat as well and then kulibali had one and then he got a yellow card so mm-hmm. in first 7 8 minutes getting a yellow card if a main defender was a main issue and the way leeds play they kind of used that to perfection and that is where we went wrong from it went from bad to worse to worse with mendy doing what he did so yes uh, if you actually kind of just look at the result and look at how leeds played definitely they deserved all the points of a last game and we didn't play well but if you see the particular moments i think it was all about moments like we kind of gave it away in those moments i don't think we played as bad as what it kind of seems but again going back to the spurs match if you see it was basically chelsea against anthony taylor that was what the match was all about <laughs> simply put right again brilliant by kane to finish that off but sometimes chelsea that's a problem you know we kind of find excuses within within uh, within those games and sometimes those excuses don't work to our benefit because we are having many young players in the squad versus maybe in the mid 2000 when we had so many you know national team captains in our squad so that time also chelsea were known to do this we always went back fought to the referee jose mourinho remember the way that he always said that you know the entire world is against us but that worked in our favor because of the characters that we had in the team now we don't have those characters so we rather just focus on our football and let them focus and that is what tukul needs to do tukul again i would not agree with the fact that he went overboard with what he did with conte but at some point in time you know you need those things coming from a manager than your players and your players are rather than focus on the game but lester i'm i'm telling you like i feared the worst i feared that brendan rogers will actually get the sack and yet again it will be a club playing with a new manager having a new manager bounce against chelsea uh, so i'm glad that <laughs> he's there. That's the only thing i don't think he'll be gone before chelsea but oh, no. i mean you you look at who we've got coming up um we've got Tottenham we've got Man United uh we've got Brighton uh, who have also had a good start i mean is, we we're going to lose all those anyway craig should we not get rid of him now and get someone in well you know, get in now early before it gets too bad now for my my view is i can fully understand um all the criticism brendan gets at the moment as i said um as i've said on on social media I don't think he's been helped by the club to be honest. Mm. I think this in this day and age there should be other spokespeople. Agreed. Football clubs are yeah. big business. Yeah. To yeah. expect a manager to come out and have to answer questions about how the club's being run, how the finances are, I don't think it's um it's right on Brendan that he should have to deal with all that. There should be other spokespeople for that. Agreed. He can talk about the football side and then do one and then someone else can come in and talk about the rest of it but for me for me he's got until the end of september i think you need a month after the window shuts when everything settles down you know who you've got you know who your team is those who wanted to go have gone those who don't you know are here and at that point that's when you you judge him i think there's just too much uncertainty around the place it's it's had a knock on effect on the other players i think all this uncertainty around telemans around fafana um so i think i i think yeah. he's 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 struggling personally i don't think he's had a situation like this um so i think to 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 shoot him now without anybody else really in charge you know or lined up i'm not sure is the right thing to do 
I think a, a couple more bad defeats and it becomes untenable. But for now, let's see. Uh, quick, 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 quick point. Yeah, I think maybe clubs will think about it like being a World Cup year will mm. come into it because that's like almost like part one of the Premier League this 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 time was part two. So they, maybe they will just go for it till part one and then maybe make that change. You know, right yep. after or during the World Cup. That is a better I, way to I work. agree totally, Anki. And I said this at the start that um, that that there'll be a lot of managers looking over the shoulder come the start because you've got a month off. And so if you've yeah. got a team that you know that where your players are still going to have to obviously be um, doing training that haven't gone to the World Cup, the manager gets used to that. And when the others come back, you've got a week then before the transfer window opens. But I just, I just, for me, it's the performances. But you know, we, 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 mm. we've we've had enough sort of Brendan out <laughs> chats uh, on this. I mean, do you look at us now, Ankit, and think this? Yeah, you know, this is a great time to be playing Leicester. Or are you sat there thinking, well, you know, Leeds have just done us. You know, no manager on the touchline. Although we're, we're quite happy to lend you Rogers for ninety minutes, um, or and and, and as, as, as um, Jason said, there no no regular centre back maybe. And I, are you at all worried about this? Well, uh, I have to be honest. Like you know, I always felt of Leicester in the last season and a half that you were underperformed, right? The, the kind of squad you have, I know that there have been loads of injuries over the last season, but even right now, if you talk about it, right? As in, I'm just picking players here. As in, that is what Chelsea lacks, right? You know, that quality players, one set piece, and that is all you need. Uh, we are terrible. We are probably one of the worst sides when it comes to set pieces, you know. Madison, <laughs> I know that he had a slight yeah. muscle injury. <laughs> Talk about Nesta, but yeah. I think his delivery, Madison's delivery probably is key. Uh, Telemans, again, he's someone who delivers the ball well from, you know, spaces. So, I think there are a lot of players there. Of course, we can never discount, you know, uh, Wadi of the likes. You have Dhaka, you know, a lot of options. So, Quality is right there. yeah. And we are a kind of team which kind of we dominate against Spurs, for example. Like it was literally, we give them a schooling. But then those two moments, and that is what it's all about Chelsea. So that is the only reason why I'm scared. Because clearly the Achilles heel for Chelsea is like on that counter that Craig spoke about. Basically those set pieces which I spoke about. You know, those are things that Leicester are probably good at compared to most sides. Yeah. Craig, I mean, Jason says there the club signings during the last few weeks is shocking. And that's, mm. you know, we, we both said that in recent shows. Is And we're going to come on sort of, we're going to, uh, um, towards the end of the show, we're going to come on to, to, to you know, your tactics in the team that you might put out if you were in Brendan's shoes. Um, we've given up trying to pick the team for Brendan because he goes <laughs> completely against it. Is there any way you can look at this with our start, you know, we 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 threw two goals away against Brentford. We were, we were handed out a footballing lesson by Arsenal, and the team that we beat nine nil a couple of years ago with ten of those players still in our squad couldn't hold on to a one nil lead. Is there any grain of that you can see there that we might get something from this game? Um, there is, and and I think it'll all come down to attitude. To be honest. Attitude and work rate. I don't think we can um, go into it feeling sorry for ourselves uh, and not put in 100%. Um, and I think if we do that, I think structurally we can we can handle it. I've been a little bit disappointed, I must say, with uh, Chelsea so far. I thought Havertz was going to have a big season so far. It, it seems to have taken a little bit of time. Um, 
I don't know whether the arrival of Sterling has disrupted a little bit. He's looked lively, um, but I don't know if there's a bit of disruption that's come from that. I um, thought Gallagher might get more pitch time and he's not uh, really. So that's another one that's up in the air. Is Gallagher going to stay? Is he going to go? Um, I think I think Sterling's an absolutely amazing buy for you, Ankit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. But Craig is right. Because uh, if you see the way that Tuchel has played him, the problem is Havertz hasn't been himself. Like Havertz, if you see, and there have been certain games where he's been like, looked like world-class. There have been certain games where he's looked like so raw that probably me and Mete could play better. You know, that's how bad it looked. And really, I, I literally mean it. Because the guy needs to be still at some, at some point. I know that we play a floating forward. But because Havertz has not been able to prove that he can also be a number nine for week in, week out, that is the reason why Tuchel has actually in the last, say, a game and a half, what he's gone is he's got Sterling right in the middle. And what happens is Sterling is a runner, really. You don't you don't do that with Sterling. And we're losing the main attribute of Sterling because of that. And Craig is 100% right. I agree with him. That's why we need a number nine. That's why he's probably going for Aubameyang. And then, I mean, the, the Craig, the, <laughs> our best chance of getting anything from the game has was gone anyway because Chelsea sold Werner. <laughs> well, they have. But I mean... I, I think Werner was just uh, almost like wrong time, wrong team. There's there's clearly a player there. He didn't he didn't adapt enough. He he was quick enough that he could have given most teams, most back lines two or three yards, but he couldn't hold himself back. And he was offside so many times. Uh, and then it became that sort of self-fulfilling pro- prophecy of because he was breaking through from from such a deep position most of the time, a striker doesn't need time to think. <laughs> and he was having so much time to think about what he's going to do. Uh, it just didn't work. He's clearly a, a decent player. Um, but it just didn't work for him. And and, and I, I'm, I, I just don't think that Tuchel has worked out what his best team shape is at the minute this season with the, with the guys that you brought in. You know, Ziyech looks like he's going to go again. Um, again, great player. He's still, I mean, you've got Loftus-Cheek, who's, looked impressive from what I've seen a ball carrier but then he looks up and you've got players making the same runs it's all a little bit disjointed at the minute and that's why I have a little bit of confidence that we can try and grind something out to show um Ankit we'd probably be sat here if you had your previous owner in charge going is a dead man walking (laughs) <laughs> he'll be gone in a couple of weeks um, yeah. different owner I think Tuchel's going to be given the time isn't he you know what as in, so the, the role of Tuchel has kind of changed over the last six months right because of what happened now he's handled a lot of off the pitch issues which I, I think in a normal scenario he wouldn't have and maybe that would have given him the focus that he needed on the pitch and that is what was missing so yes in hindsight you can always kind of think that okay ifs and buts are always there but I genuinely believe that uh, Tuchel, the tactician, he is, yes, uh, he's not worked out very well with his forwards. I agree with Craig. Uh, he's not got his, you know, forward uh, line set especially. But apart from that, I think the way he grinds the team, the way he kind of, you know, as in tells them every minute what to do, I think he knows what he's doing. So I don't think uh, it, it would have come to that because I genuinely believe that we would have done, again, it may uh, come across as basically an easy answer, but 
if if we were not in the situation i genuinely believe that tukul would have done much much better because if you know if you remember just last december 1st we were actually on top of the league and and that's how football goes right and uh, i remember the champions league game against juventus like we gave juventus a proper footballing lesson uh, and and we beat them 4-0 and that was the game when ben chilwell got injured the next game reece james got injured then we had the wolves game where we were forced to play with what almost 11 fit uh, players and then obviously the ownership happened and tukul had his personal issues so a lot of things where he has taken up the responsibility i think the way that uh, we have go- done, gone about transfer this time yes uh, we don't have a director in place and that's why todd bully has done that but i generally believe that if tukul is able to get that one player who plays for him in the forward line because right now what's happening is players in the forward line from warner from lukaku what i understand they haven't been happy with the way tukul used them so if he gets maybe an obamyang who probably yes i probably despised him i won't lie <laughs> i mean he was at arsenal and of course yeah he maybe didn't treat arteta rightly or other way i don't know it's arguable but if he comes he is one i know as a matter of fact even during his arsenal days used to love tukul so maybe <laughs> he just needs that one guy who like absolutely adores tukul in the forward line knows exactly what tukul is expecting and i genuinely believe that we will be doing much better you know uh, generally because if you see we have that uh, you know team we have those creative moments it's just that we are not able to do in the final third what we need to do i i, I watched the first game because uh, it was a, a, the late kickoff it was on telly everton versus chelsea and i i'd got you as probably coming out of that on a 4-5-0 winners uh everton looked and they always did play better at home last season than away i mean they only got two wins away but we won't talk about those will we craig um, no. but uh, but everton impressed me and i mean is is he the man to turn it round is he going i mean you know you 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 only just managed to beat everton 1-0 and I, when i say that it was only just because i think everton i think played really really well uh were you ahead against tottenham or were tottenham had ahead against you uh no uh, uh we we were basically you no know, we scored uh, 2-1 right so we were uh we right. we scored the uh, first and then the third goal so basically we were ahead of tottenham but again so so you let them sort of catch up and then you've got leads this this is this is and i know we know we're only four games in here but you know there's so much pressure on managers these days i think there's probably more pressure on tuchel than on um rogers because if we lose this it's a case of foul Chelsea, how many times have we beaten them? You know, where you're almost expected to beat us looking at the form table and and how Leicester are playing. It's interesting to say that because, uh, see, as in for me, yes, one thing is which games you expect to win and which you don't. And of course, considering the form, I won't disagree there. But again, context into it, right? For example, we are missing Koulibaly and, and things like that. I know it comes across as an excuse, but... the fact that i think tukul is going for the players like gordon for instance like he's a hard worker who actually has a level of skill yes of course overpaying for him whatever but it 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 is clear that we are still not the squad that we want to be so we we got we've lost like so many players so we, he's still kind of rebuilding so it's a rebuilding phase so i would say probably i would keep both at the same level because yes we are expected to be leicester but considering that burley is coming on the fact that okay it's a long term uh, kind of strategy he's not coming here saying that okay we're going to win the league you know in year 1 and that's something that he's gone public saying so i would assume that what he's saying is is what he really means uh, with the entire cons- consortium going and the fact that tukul has worked behind the scenes 
they're working in tandem so i think it, it, it's a week by week kind of thing right now i won't say that uh, the pressure is as much but yeah it's more from the fan base really this time around yeah. yes yeah. abramovich is different but now fan base is yeah they they can they can turn it on yeah we are going to i've avoided this as long as i could but we are going to have to do some score predictions i'm afraid and uh, we'll do it we'll do it straight after this hello matt Elliott here hi alan smith here hey guys ian hume here hi everybody jerry taggart here be sure to watch chris and leicester till i die tv for all the latest leicester city news and information you can also subscribe on youtube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on leicester city football club come on you foxes yep do what they say and please do subscribe um it, yeah not, not many of us have much faith in our team this weekend craig do we i mean i've gone for a 2-0 to chelsea i'm trying a bit of the old right reverse psychology <laughs> here um you've gone 1-1 uh, i yeah. think you said more in hope than than anything uh steve Linitz has for some reason <laughs> he's lost the plot he's gone one nil to uh to leicester uh steve walsh has gone 1-1, one, one, but he did put a, a, a face palm emoji after he sent me that. Um, Ian Marsh has gone 2-0. Jerry Taggart, of course, won this league last season, went 2-1. And Ian Wilson has even gone 3-1. Um, and I, I, I'd like to be able to think we can keep it down to three. Uh, Ankit, what, what what do you think on this? Well, I mean, you, you're obviously going to go for it. Oops, hang on a second. Did it? I've done it again. No I've done it again. Hang no on. Problem. You know go. what? But this is an interesting one because, again, taking context into consideration, we are not having Koulibaly. So I'm thinking that we probably have no other option but to go three at the back because we have those players who can play left centre-back, right centre-back or really full-backs. Uh, so that may make it a little bit tighter than what we expect uh, because otherwise it would have been a free you know, kind of a thing on the left wing for you guys. So I'm guessing uh, you guys have scored only one goal and not more than that, not what Leeds did. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping and praying like you, you're right. As in Sterling, it probably looked brighter than others. So, uh, and last match, he got an offside goal, but that was a good finish. Uh, so, I'm hoping that at least he gets one and, and we always depend on our wing-backs to score one. So, I'm going for a 2-1. Uh, one, which yeah. I think that should be doable. I, 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 you know, <laughs> at least that's not no, that's not embarrassing. Um, I mean, we 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 hope we don't go three at the back, don't we, Craig? And I mean, we're going to be coming on to that obviously in the second. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> this I, I don't know. I, I I feel like I just want to go to bed um, tomorrow night and then wake up Monday morning and it's all been <laughs> over and it's all been a bad dream and I've forgotten it. And Kit, mate, thank you so very much for coming on. We'll let you go because I'm, I'm guessing it's about three in the morning over there where you are. <laughs> no, just about one, just about one. But again, thanks a lot for having me. Always a great channel. Of course, it's been a long time. I need to call you guys on my channel as well. Always invited. But again, people out there, uh, again, do hit that like button. Absolutely. Uh, Chris is uh, brilliant as so is Craig. And obviously, I'm trying to add as many compliments as possible before I get to the top of the leaderboard this time around. Hopefully, I do. <laughs> well, yeah, you you might do well because you're allowed to pick on this quiz that, that that Craig said. You're allowed to have a specialist round. So, wow. I think if if you go for what I think you might be doing, which might be cricket, 
you might you might be making the job very hard for, for Craig. I don't know. <laughs> nice one, nice I don't one. Know. We can't anyway. call them Chelsea anymore, Andrew. We, no. you know, that's yeah. Come on, can now. Uh, and Luke is in as well. Terry says after Tuesday, I dread to think five one. <laughs> God. <laughs> no. Uh Ankit, we're, we're again. It's great to have you on. It's, you, you've got a great channel. Um you, you've grown immensely uh, and you've got the quickie one as well. Again, it is below in the link uh, in the YouTube description, but just uh, just give us a reminder where people can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's Almighty Blues FC. It's a fan channel for all to see. Yes, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I cover uh, basically all the top five leagues and some international football. Yes, for the cricket, uh, I have started a different channel. If you're interested, it's called Almighty Sports Plus. Uh, so these are my two channels, absolutely. But hope, uh, you know. Uh, you guys even give support to Let's Chicken Let's Die TV as much as possible. So, big up everyone and see you soon. Hopefully, we come back with a win and have a discussion. Brilliant. I yes. wish you all the best for the weekend, but I don't mean it. Those of you that, that say, well, let's just hope football's the winner, bugger it. No, we want <laughs> Leicester to win, but there's no chance. Always, always a pleasure for you, Ankit, and we'll get you um, on the quiz ASAP. Thanks sure, so much, Ankit. Sure. Take care. Bye. Bye, Craig. Bye, Have bye. a good sleep. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, thanks to Ankit. Always, always value for money, Ankit, isn't he? Yeah, where's he? Well, I forget where he's coming India. in from. India. India. Right. He was he was in Canada. This is where it gets confusing. Yeah. He was in Canada, but yeah. now he's in India. And I don't know if he was talking about going back, but of course, with the with the COVID restrictions, yeah. it never happened. So whether he still is or not, I don't know. But he, I mean, I, I, I do go on a lot because of his, the time difference. Yeah. He doesn't often clash with a lot of my shows. So I do tend to go on and he, he does do a great, a great channel. And uh, he speaks English a lot better than I can speak Indian. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> now then, sir, we have got some graphics for you, I do believe. Hmm. Now, are you ready to do those now, sir? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. I think I've got them in the right order, so tell me off if I haven't. Um, there we go. Oops, hang on a second. Yep, there we go. Uh, is that the first one? Yeah, basically, because so, so we were just talking about formations and how we were going to set up, and I know now that it sounds like Madison may miss out as he, yeah. as he had a bit of a strain in, in training. Um, so that could change things a little. But this is just how I think we should be setting up, particularly against Chelsea. And it's good to, to hear Ankit saying that he thinks they're going to go three at the back because I yeah. think they'll go three at the back as well. And I think that's why it's really important that we set up in almost like a a four four two. but we do you have the two mean, up top. You don't mean... Ladies and gentlemen, England will be playing four, four, fucking two. You don't mean that, do you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I remember last season we played Chelsea at home quite early on, and Brendan, in his wisdom, um, just so people know, it's not a new thing. Um, Brendan, in his wisdom, decided to match them up like for like and play three at the back with wing backs. Mm. which is great if your players are better than the others and the, and the opposition. And clearly we weren't. And they absolutely um, steamrolled us. And I remember doing a um, an interview after the match and, and I had Chelsea down thinking on that form that they could go on and win the league. Obviously, it didn't happen. 
Um, they lost a few players, but I don't think there's any way we can try and match uh, wing-backs against their wing-backs and hope to come out on top. That only works if you've got possession. And we know that we were, we were never going to have as much possession um, against Chelsea, which means your wing-backs get pushed back and you end up playing with a five. Mm. And then you never get up the pitch. And that's exactly what's, what happened. So, for me, we have to go in this kind of formation. And I think it will help us in uh, going forward and defending against Chelsea. I, I, I've i always been, and I know I'm old-fashioned, but I've always been a 4-4-2 fan. You mm-hmm. know, I think, you know... It, it's we 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 just seem to play better in that formation. Yeah. But I've got to I've got to say, just question that there. That you know, white dots shouldn't they be green and black checkered dots that we've got up there? <laughs> they probably <laughs> should be. To be fair, I did have uh, I did have us in blue, but it was they were a little bit difficult to to see against see, the green. Yeah. Particularly, no, 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 no. I, I just... and, and I'm, I'm thinking of our colourblind uh, viewers out there. So, of um, course, yes. As I said uh, once on on Pop Black, if you're watching in black and white, <laughs> yeah, white's behind the blue or whatever it was. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, just very, just very quickly uh, mm. before we move on to your next slide, green and black checkered trim. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I, I I like the early pictures that were coming out, you know, when it yeah. was, just looked like it was black with a mint green trim. That's fine. Yes. yes. Not sure what's gone on there. I, I, uh, I waited to order to see what, because I like that. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, a lot of these that are leaked have mm. actually been spot on recently. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'll wait, I'll wait and see what this likes. I do like, uh, I do like a bit of green and black. I think they go well yeah. together, but... Yeah, I saw that, and it's like, yes, well, okay. <laughs> That's why I'm wearing this one and not the yeah. uh, not the, the second one. So your next slide was attacking. Yeah, so what I thought here is this is taking something not just from the way Leeds um, played against Chelsea, but also the way Manchester United played against Liverpool. And for me, if you're playing against a team who want to, in this formation have wing-backs, but in Liverpool's case, they just have full-backs that push on, Mm. is to exploit the space down the channels. And I think if we're playing two up front with Vardy and Iheanacho, when the ball turns over, there's every chance that those wing-backs are going to be pushed on very high with Chelsea so we can exploit the space down in behind them, which means the centre-halves get dragged out to allow your midfield to go in and fill the space. And I think that transition needs to be exploited and my biggest the biggest downfall to that will be that we try and play too much through midfield and they get back in uh position mm. but as you can see there if we can turn the ball over with their wing backs up there's going to be space in behind them and that's where Ian Acho and Vardy should be looking to go and then supported from midfield so from an attacking perspective, I think that's our best opportunity of of getting a breakthrough there. Well, think, fingers crossed. Now, you've also done one for defending. Well, that's it. Because the thing is now that Chelsea like playing out from the back, and particularly with wing-backs, they like to get the ball to the wing-backs as quickly as possible. And if we're playing in this formation with a four across the midfield, so the way that I'd set this up would have been um, Dewsbury Hall on the left, Perez on the right, uh, Madison and Ndidi as a four. 
is the fact that on this side that you've got there, so if the ball's being fed out to a wing-back, you've got Dewsbury Hall coming and closing him from the front. You've got Vardy on that left-hand side coming and closing him from the side. And then your other striker drops back to stop the ball being passed inside to, to Jorginho. So you basically end up isolating the full uh, the wing-back there by having a two up front and catching them out in that. So they either have to go backwards or they have to go longer. And you would expect with the strikers that they've got that we should be able to um, exploit that and then counter-attack. So for me, that's why, it's, for me, the two up front is pivotal to us being able to exploit uh, Chelsea playing with wing-backs. And if we try and match up, then we're not going to be able to do it. If anybody um, doesn't, you know, or, or has got a bit of spare time on their hands, if you, if you want to clip that and send that down to Brendan, <laughs> then please do because that uh, we're going to be going through the the, the, the conference, uh, the press conference at seven o'clock, and I think that's probably a lot more sense in that short time than Brendan will be speaking <laughs> in the half hour or so tonight. Um, thank you. I mean, again, to me, mate, that makes perfect sense. You know, but well, you know. We know, we, know we know that it'll, it'll bear no relation to the team that well, goes out. Yeah. Now, we, we did say we're going to pick the team. Uh, and I do like this part. I'm, I'm bringing this back. And I want it to be not the team that you think Brendan will go for. Yeah. But I want to say the team that you think, with your knowledge and, and expertise you've just shown there, that you think we could get something yeah. uh, uh, out of out of the game with. Um and I'm just checking if there was another um, quote there. So let me just bring this up. So here we go. I have actually, Craig did, um, not Craig, you're Craig. Uh, Scott did say, have I got the formation you wanted? Uh, thankfully, I did check earlier and you had gone for 442. Yeah. So I am absolutely okay. Now we've got a choice of 442. That's 442B. Yeah. I've got 442A. <laughs> What's, yeah, I'm not sure there's a lot of difference between them. No, though it's no. more defensive for the B. Yeah. I, suppose, I suppose my question to you is to be or not to be? Oh, very good. Let's go with the second one. <laughs> Sorry. I'm laughing at that because I'm really impressed with myself. <laughs> off, off the top of my head, I'm, I'm really <laughs> pleased. Right, so we're going, we're going for the second one, the defensive yeah. one. Right. No, no the, the other one, sorry. Sorry, the other one. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. the uh the that one there. Right. Yeah. Um goal. Now a lot of people have actually been asking um or been saying in social media to mm. get Iverson in goal. Yeah. So uh goalkeeper for me, Danny Ward. <laughs> you don't agree with them then? Well, no, I mean by the same let, let's apply the same logic. So, in previous seasons, Danny Ward has played in the Carabao Cup and, to yes. my knowledge, is responsible for us winning at least two, if not three, penalty shootouts. Yes. Uh, and I don't remember there being a clamour for him to then take the place of Schmeichel. No. So, I, for me... I agree 110% with that. Because, as you know, I was all for sort of moving Schmeichel on and promoting yeah. Ward up anyway. And let's be honest with you, Iverson was playing against Stockport, who mm -hmm. had four shots on goal all game, apart from the penalties. Only one of those was on target. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Ward has been playing, you know, 
Premier League teams and an Arsenal. So, yeah. no, I, I agree with you. He keeps I, I, for me. Everson is a, is a really good prospect, and I think his oh, time God, will yes. come. And yes. when he gets his chance, I think he may well grab the shirt and not let it go. But for now, I don't think Ward, apart from one blunder, has done anything that warrants him. Indeed, indeed. Um, you know, and, and as as much as we all say, you know, how good Casper was, he had a blunder in him from time to time. Yeah. You know? So right, on the left uh, left back position, who yeah, so James Justin. I think um you won't get many arguments with that. No. Um on the right back on the right are we Castagna. talking the Castagna. Yeah. Um So, oh, right, right centre half, Johnny Evans. Right centre half. Yep. That's the left, but that'll do. Um, oh, hang on, sorry. Hang on. No, 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 no. Let me. It's because it's hard for me to see. Like it's the red on yes, the green yeah, yeah, yeah. that it actually lights up. So. Um, Look at that. Is, yeah. is that so he plays his two positions? The ball will never move. He'll just keep passing it to himself. <laughs> I've now got to remember which one was left. Or which one. Left. Yeah. Now, for, for a short period of time, I almost went with Vestergaard in here. And I'll tell you why. Mm. It was because, because he is a decent passer of the ball, is Vestergaard. And if yeah. we were looking to transition quickly, missing out the midfield and going longer down into the channels, then um, the, he would be ideal for it. But uh, I've, I've gone for Soyun Chu, a naturally left-sided player. Yeah. Um... I've got to. I've got to be honest with you. I mean, obviously, both Vestergaard and Soyuncu played um, against Stockport. Mighty Stockport, I think they're called. <laughs> Indeed, they got to the to the semis one season. I was told, or the yeah. quarters. I can't remember, but um, and yeah, we let's take into account that it is only Stockport. But according to to Alan Bennett, who's sort of our guy at the match. Mm. Um, and I was, he was, we were talking, sort of, you know, who was the best player, man of the match, etc. Mm -hmm. I asked him about Vestergaard, and he actually said he had a decent game. Yeah. Um, and yes, the argument is where it's only Stockport, etc., mm. etc. But you know, you've still got to prove it. He could have still, it was still at the potential banana skin. Yeah. And you've got to look at both him and Cags reduce Stockport to get in. Um, four shots in all game. Yeah, in in full time. So you know, you would let let's not, you know, we, we, you know, we could say, well, they, they, you know, they only had that many shots, but that's all we let them have. You know, yeah, but uh, but no, definitely for me, Soyuncu has got to come back. Yeah. And if Amati's there, I'm just going to give up on the watch along and go <laughs> out, and you'll just see a blank screen. <laughs> um, left midfield. I think I know where you're going with this one. Um, Jewsbury Hall. Yeah. Now, I know, you know, 
it's probably guaranteed that Harvey Barnes will be playing. Um, so which, which means poor James Justin is going to get given the runaround because sadly, particularly against wing backs, mm. Harvey Barnes doesn't have the footballing brain to know when to go and when not to go, where he should be tucking in and covering his fullback. And I can just see that being a nightmare if he plays uh, Harvey Barnes down that left-hand mm. side. Reese James will have an absolute field day. So yeah, I, that's why I've gone with the four. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I was I, I would have agreed with you anyway. So well done. Yeah. Uh, on the right, trick these these three are tricky. Um, no, yeah. to be honest, we've and, got no Madison, have we? Of course. Well, I'm gonna say when I picked it, it would have been Madison in there, uh, in the middle, uh, as one of them. And I, I know somebody just put in the chat that Pratt must play, but he wasn't playing in, in what I'd picked just because of the formation. On the right, I'm going to go with Perez again. I think he had a very good 55, 60 minutes against Southampton. I think he linked up very well down that right-hand side. Mm. Um, and I think he gives us... a. You're not going to get as much of a, a forward threat with Jewsbury also. I think you need to balance that out with someone who can get a bit more forward. Um and then allow a three to drop in. So that's why I've gone for Perez. I, I picked Perez um, for the Southampton game purely on the fact that he likes a goal against Southampton yeah, yeah. normally. Um, yeah. But watching the game, um, as I was able to, I was very impressed. And I, I, I have actually, I mean, I've joked about Vestergaard earlier, but Vestergaard Perez, for me, everybody starts with a clean sheet this season. Yeah. Last season is gone. Um, we start this season, and Perez against Southampton was linking up, like you said, so well with Castagna. Yeah, you know they seem to have an understanding. And okay, let's give him a run. Let's yeah. not drop him after one game. Let's give him a run and see where we go with it. And I think um, he will benefit from having two in front of him as well. Yeah, because he likes to take up little pockets of space and play one twos. Um, Indeed. Yes, indeed. So, um, so in the middle, then this is where it will get even harder for you. Well, now we're going to have to assume that Madison's not playing. Uh, yes. sadly. So I'm going to go with Indeedy in there on the right I, one. Yeah. Or? yeah, yeah. I think I think they're going to have to pivot around each other. To be honest, we know that naturally Indeedy will sit back a little bit deeper, um, but we'll we'll put him in there. I think you could almost make an argument as well for, for, for having Pratt in there instead of Ndidi because based on his form coming back last season, obviously he was injured for a little bit, but his form this season, he doesn't look after the ball well enough for me. Mm. And he's in a really important position where he plays that you cannot give the ball away in those positions. The biggest thing that you've got, we talk about is pitch coverage and reading the play and interceptions, that's all great. Jorginho does the same kind of role for Chelsea and he hasn't got the pitch coverage. He doesn't uh, tackle as well as Ndidi, but he keeps the ball. He keeps the mm. ball moving. And so you could make an argument if Madison was playing that Pratt could play in there and potentially use the ball a lot better. But let's take it that Madison's not going to play. So... We'll go with Ndidi and then we'll we'll put Pratt in alongside him. Oh, good man. I thought for a moment there you were going to put um, 
Tielemans back in. Right. <laughs> and, uh, just very quickly say congratulations to Serena Vagman, named the UEFA yes. Women's Coach of the Year. Well, obviously, well deserved. In fact, to follow uh, following Phil Neville as well. So well done to her. Yes, yes. Um, Jason, so just go through some comments before we go to your two up front. Uh, Jason likes four one four one. You, you've you usually gone for that in the past, haven't you? Mind you, that's probably because yes, I haven't got yeah, the first I have, voice yeah. of, uh, say, I, <laughs> of I, formation. I yeah, uh, drop Wilf out in front of the back four, and then Barnes. You know, he said, "I think the problem is, like you say, indeed, is not having you know the best games at the moment." And I think we should, if we were, if everybody was to turn up and have a good game yeah. in the same game, there's yeah. a three or four nil. Victory there for us, yeah. but we just can't get all 11 at the same time. Mm. Scott, um, I'd have indeed in KDH and centre midfield, Pratt on the left and Perez on the right. I don't think Pratt's really a winger, though, is he? No, but I think, I, I, I mean, I, I'd take it as a fair point from Scott because what we're asking them to do is really look after the wing backs mm. and then try and spring forward. And it was yeah. just the fact that KDH was naturally more left sided. Yeah, um, I thought if yeah. he if he closed down and won the ball back, he's much more um, he's much more capable of going forward and carrying it than Pratt naturally. And quite often, the best form of defence is attack, and you know yeah. he, he is good at going forward, but he has also got he said that little bit extra yeah. defensive brain, I think, yeah. than like you say than Barnes has. Uh, Del Boy's in. What's the crack, Del Boy? How the devil are you? Um, Scott, Jason, I'm going off crazy formation with the players definitely available. Uh, oh, I haven't evaded it right. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, I thought he was going going yeah. off the idea. The final and Soyun Chu says Ray. Um, although Wolf can't pass for shite, which is why I prefer to drop him deeper to stop attacks and not give the ball away. Yeah, I mean, that's where you've got the thief. If you could merge him and Mendy together, mm. uh, I think you've got a, a, a mm. top star player in there. Uh, and then him and Jason and what have you are just talking to each other. If anybody's modding, if you want to get rid of the uh, the Love Chats adult dating sites <laughs> for me, that would be much appreciated. Um, yes, indeed. Well, I've, I've made a note of the site for later, uh, Jason. But Scott, if you can <laughs> if you can do that for me and uh, and give them a ban, that would be much appreciated. So. Um, I think I know from what you said earlier yeah. which way this is going, but uh, front. Uh, let's go front left. Yeah, Vardy. Is it? Is I mean, we know there's. I mean, he's signed an extension. Whether he's regretting mm. it yet or not, we don't know. Um, but is he? I'm not saying that he's at the end of his career. We know he's probably only going to be on for sixty minutes. But you would start with him over Daka, would you? Only in a two. I wouldn't start if it was a one. I yeah. wouldn't start him, and I, I tell you why is because I think he's taken to heart what Brendan has told him to do: limit your runs, play in bursts, mm. which doesn't help us because he's not making the runs when players are looking up. They're, they're sort of caught between the players look up and expect Vardy to already be on the move, but because he's sort of conserving his energy. He's only making a run when he knows that someone's on the ball and is going to make it. So for me, he's not working hard enough at all. Um, I used to play up front, and if you if you were up there, your job was to be when your team was under pressure, 
if the ball was down with Castagna, he was under pressure. Your job as a striker was to be on his side of the pitch so he had an out ball. And Vardy's not offering that. So often what we're being asked to do is play back into the middle of the pitch instead of a ball down the side into the channels because Vardy's not making those runs. So for me, with the two, I think you can afford to have Vardy almost concentrating on one half of the pitch up there mm. and then Ian Nacho down the other side. I'm just saying, didn't have, haven't you hold the record? Haven't you got a sort of a best ever goal scored at the King Power or, or Walker? Uh, no, goal? not me. No, that was, a, that was a, a colleague of mine who tells me. I have scored at the King Power a couple of times, but um, no, that's a colleague that I work with who, who's, whose goal has got further and further out every time he tells it. Now, I, <laughs> I think the last time he was on the goal line where he scored from, that, that's how far out he was. Uh, um, like like the the proverbial fish exactly (laughs) brilliant I'll be honest with you as I look at that I would I mean when we saw Stockport I thought great two up front Hmm. and then looking at the formation it almost looked like Inacho was on the wing yeah I I, I just don't get I don't get how, how Brendan sets up particularly going forward to be honest you know what what Brendan says and what Brendan does are two different things. I'm starting to think he's he's sort of slightly schizophrenic. He's like the old Steve Martin film, The Man with Two Brains, but they don't talk to each other. Yes. I'm thinking of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde here. I don't know which one he is. But uh, but no, I mean, for me, you know I like 4-4-2. And when I was say when I saw the you know uh, Daka and Inacho, I thought brilliant. And then it didn't he didn't play it like that. Mm. To me, with what is available to us at the moment, Perez, like you say, he, he hasn't played badly, and he, he had a good game with Castagna down that wing against mm. Southampton. Mm. And like I say, Dewsbury Hall does give Pat that little bit of extra help down the left, and Soyuncu in. And yet, let's give Pat a start. And I know it's going to be Tielemans. I mean, yeah. you know, does Tielemans have to actually get a minus six performance <laughs> to actually be dropped? Yeah, <laughs> is the I question. Yeah. I mean, even with that, and I know t- people were talking about you know playing Ndidi a little bit um, further back, which is fine if you can. I mean, if you dropped Ndidi back and you move Pratt into the middle there, what it allows you to do is create those three, those two triangles: Dewsby Hall, Vardy, and mm-hmm. Pratt, Ianacho, Perez, and Pratt to block in their wing-backs um, yes. once they to, to try and stop them playing out from there and force them to go long. And you would hope that Evans and Suyuncu could deal with any long balls. Yeah. Just two quick points here. Scott says, doesn't Pratt normally play on the left for Belgium? I'd be honest with you, I'll bow to your superior knowledge on that one. Um, and Jason says, Vardy could have a good game with no regular centre-back. I mean, it's still. I mean, they're still going to have. Um, it'd be interesting to see who he plays uh, mm. there. But I mean, Thiago Silva is a, is a class act. I'm going to say they're not bad yeah. even without no. him, are they? Really, you know. But the fact is that with 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 having two up front, you've got a better chance of them playing the channels and dragging him out of position, and then it mm. exposes whoever else is left. So maybe yeah. Aspilicueta. I don't know. He might even bring Chilwell back. Or Cucurella yeah. and play one of them as a left-sided centre back. 
Indeed, indeed. And excuse me, Scott. Um, so I think Samari's names are numbered, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. Palace and somebody else are interested in him. Um, mm-hmm. So if he's, you know, I think I, he wasn't even in the squad, was he, against um, Southampton? So, no. you know, but we've gone on a little bit tonight. As it's the new layout. I think it works. And I love your graphs and your, your graphs, sorry, your no. graphics. Sorry. So, you know, if you want to do that regularly, I'm more than happy to, uh, to, to, to have that in there with you. And that sounded wrong, but you know what I mean. Yes, <laughs> and, uh, and you, I always like you because I, I, when you pick the team, I look at that thinking like it gives me some hope until two, <laughs> until two o'clock match day, and then it has all dashed as well. But uh, Craig, as always, mate, thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a good weekend. Have a safe weekend. Cheers. I'm sure you're going to go off now and order the, the green second shirt. It will suit you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I will speak to you. And we, we need, obviously, we've got the quiz coming up with Reese, haven't we? We have indeed, yes. I need to be uh, working on that and his specialist subject as well. Um, I'm trying to think when that is. That's a couple of weeks, I think. Oh, it is the 14th. Yeah, yep. the 14th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, join me at 10 o'clock. I will now be joined by Brad. We're looking at the press conference. And on Monday, we have got Rob Tanner coming up. So he'll be talking all things Leicester just before the window closes. And on the 5th of September, we are going to be joined by Tony Cotty. Oh, so we have not got a, a review show that night, but, you know... Things move for Tony Cotty, shall we say. Indeed. And I should say, any West Ham and Everton fans are watching, the one trophy he won was with us. <laughs> I rest my case. Indeed. Craig, thank you very much, young man. You're welcome. And uh, I will speak to you soon. Take care. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Cheers. Thank Cheers, you. Chris. Bye-bye. Thanks for Craig for doing that. Uh, great input, as always. Uh, and really did, I say, loved his graphics. Um Connor is in. Good evening, Connor. How are you? Welcome along, sir. If you are new, please do give us a subscribe. Um, and if you have subscribed and you haven't yet liked the, the video, please, please do. Uh, it would just help with the old algorithms. TM, thanks, guys, and good luck for the weekend. <laughs> oh, good luck. We need a miracle. <laughs> but good luck to you as well, TM. Sooner you win it than Arsenal. I know I'm no I'm being blasphemous there, but I really, really would. I will see you back in just under an hour and a half time when we'll be seeing what um his Lord Almighty Brendan had to say earlier, and I'm sure well, it'll be very, very heated. Thanks very much now, and as I say as always, thanks to Craig. It has been a pleasure, and um we will see you at ten o'clock, everybody. Remember, don't touch that dial. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
for watching these videos are tremendous. You better like the tour. I'll be back. So it's it's all over. Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.